Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Congratulations. Crazy, 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 crazy. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. Run, dun, dun, run, dun, 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 Dude, um, you know, uh, wow, did we have a fucking crazy week. Uh, Crystalia.com for tickets. I will be in Dallas. Soon I will be in Wichita. Soon I will be in uh, Atlanta. Soon, Crystalia.com for tickets. I will be in Washington, D.C. soon. Stockton in Oakland, California, uh, Raleigh, Savannah, Georgia, Denver, Boston, we got a bunch of dates coming up, Florida, ones in Florida, Albany, New York, New York, New York, New York, um, start spreading the news, one fire's fucking text went off, one fire, that's the reason, one fire, subscribe to our channel, love it if you do that, you know, I will tell you, uh, we've got, it, we got hit with the fucking, you have to sign in now to watch some of our episodes. I don't know if it's cause I'm saying too many bad words or what, but it sucks, man. So, uh, you know, last week our, our views got hit in half because of it. So we got to do the, this cult's got to do the extra work, dude. You know, you got to, and we don't mind because we, we, you know, we're, we're, we're one day going to build that log cabin. So, you know, signing in isn't, isn't a big deal on YouTube because they're restricting our videos. But I will say, dude, we got to do that extra work and you got to just text your friend. If everybody were just to text one friend, hey, check this out. Boom. Views double. You understand? So we do the work, my babies. And if we don't, all good. The oops button, chrisalia.com. But, um. You know, we have a we have a good time. Just got an alert that it's Independence Day today. Happy Fourth of July, but this will come out in a few days. Love that the fucking connection is weak on my headphones. One fire, but it's all good. Um, and we're all good. So um, yeah, dude. Look at that box it comes in. It's really nice. Look at that. It just comes in a beautiful box like that. It just comes in a beautiful box, just like that. With the beautiful and when I say beautiful, I mean just absolutely Gorgeous. Look at that beautiful box. It's an explosion from what you might not know. The um what the fat companion that we did went stupid viral. So we put out the oops grenade graphics and they went stupid viral. And we put out, it features four original oops only audio clips. We vow to never lose the rhythm to your conversation ever again. (laughs) You will never lose it. If you're talking and somebody interrupts you, you will never lose the rhythm to your conversation again they now you i they these are flying off the shelves i love the qbc shit they are absolutely that red button right there it's beautiful it's vibrant isn't it double ops that is just vibrant you go to chrislea.com while supplies laugh tired of your friends always interrupting you well there you go those days are over those days are they're done. Do we have, can we get, they're always, we, are you tired of your friends always interrupting you? Do we have, can we talk, do we have, can we, we can make them for just $15. Can we, okay, we can't go lower actually. They won't let us. Apparently it's a, can we, okay. Um, Whenever they look by, back on the things when they're selling shit, the guy's just literally going like this. Can we? Okay, we can't. Okay. Can we do? You know what we're going to do? We're going to do one easy payment. Screaming. $15. That's what we're going to do. It's like that uh, Austin Powers. 
I cannot control the sound of my voice. Um, so anyway, dude. And we got the Patreon firing and all syllables. Go on over to patreon.com slash Um, So it's great. Pride Month is over. Always feels funny when all those fucking companies are like, all right, never mind. Our real logo. Never mind. <laughs> our real logo. We don't care that we We do it for bags. But <laughs> that was cute. Here's our real logo. Back. It's black and white and again now. It's just blue now. Uh, now it's just red. <laughs> it's orange, and that's it. It's one of the colors of the rainbows. Um, so Pride Month is over. I love that that day that everyone just fucking is like, all right, just fucking straight up June 1st. Just everything gets a little less colorful. And uh, so uh, that sucks, dude, honestly, that Pride Month is over because I fucking missed it, dude. I wanted to decorate so badly, and I just fucking missed it, dude. Fuck, man. Dude, I was going to fucking decorate so much. I was going to put rainbows all over and I fucking missed it. Now it's too goddamn late, dude. So if you're with me, dude, I get it, man. I was going to fucking decorate my whole house. God damn it. I was going to pass out fucking flyers. I fucking missed it, dude. I guess I'll wait till next year. <sighs> I was at the fucking, um, air. we went to fucking London, dude. We went to London. Oh, shit, dude. We fucking absolutely went to London. We infiltrated London. That's what we did. Oh, fuck. We were two Americans infiltrating London. Oh, shit, dude. Ah, we saw Big Ben. Oh, shit. We saw it from the plane and we saw it from the London Eye. Oh, for fuck's sake. We also saw it from the ground. Oh, God. They saw it three different ways. Jesus Christ. They saw it from above, from below, and absolutely in the middle. Oh, for fuck's sake, dude. That's just absolute bull. We saw Big Ben and B. Guess what we learned? Big Ben doesn't even fucking refer to the clock. It refers to whatever something bullshit inside the clock. Oh, for fuck's sake. And he saw it from all different angles. And even though he saw it from all different angles, Kristen kept saying, look. And he ke- and he did every time. Oh, God damn it. Even though he saw it, he kept getting the fucking, hey, look. But it's all good, dude. We took the London Eye, and that was the most touristy shit we did, too. Uh, we went to London, and I got to the airport, and... um. They fucking canceled. We were in that American Airlines thing that just canceled all of our flights. This is going to be the best episode ever, dude. I have so much to talk about. I can't wait to get it. We have a lot to discuss. Like when news, when fucking programs. You know, we got a lot to discuss here. And then they just talk about like Rihanna's dress. You know, I can't wait to get into this actually. Because we have a lot to go over. Um, The guy who hosts fucking whatever that show is. What was he wearing? Um, So, uh. Uh, Blake, well, who's the country singer? The fucking guy. Blake Shelton, the most fucking guy. He's never felt a level of insecurity at all. Just always fucking just like, what? Oh, who cares, man? They don't like me? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like this outfit? Oh, shit, man. Whatever. Maybe I'll wear it again. Maybe I won't. You know, fucking, you know. I guess if I want to, I will. I Fuck. How much has he fucked eight women? Um... In his life. Um, so, yeah, dude. So the guy says, so I get to the airport. The, American Airlines was just, all of a sudden they go, flight's canceled. Great. So we go online. What do we do? No, wait, sorry. We were at the airport and the flight got canceled. Kristen goes, hey, look, look what happened. She got a text. Canceled, dude. Go to the desk. Now I'm ready. You know me. I'm rip-roaring, right? You know me, I'm rip-roaring, I'm ready to go. But she says, calm, you know, maybe this is going to be a good. She's got this new saying that is like an old saying that's like, good news, bad news, who knows? Bad news, good news, who knows? And they're like, sometimes bad news is good news. You just have no fucking idea. And I'm like, okay, touche. Fair enough, you know? So uh, I go up and dude, the guy couldn't have been nicer and I kept it cool and he couldn't have been nicer, the guy at JetBlue. It's called JetBlue Y or some bullshit or fucking Y. Why? It's called like JetBlue. It's like a station of JetBlue that they have <laughs> where you go and everything's fucked up. It's not called like you like uh, customer service. They call it some shit like why did this happen or something. JetBlue, how come? I don't even know what it's called. JetBlue, oops. It's called fucking, I don't know what it is, but we went to the desk. And then this lady did the thing where even though I was first, she cut a line and it was fine, whatever, because everyone's all fucked. And I was like, what are we going to do, dude? And we had a layover in JFK. And instead, dude, they gave us a fucking straight shot, dude. They made up for it. Straight shot, baby. So we did it. Got to London. 
in the airport, dude, I was in the airport and I was like, I'm going to go get some water and I go to get a fucking, I could get that smart water, you know? So the guy at the thing, he was like this dude that was making so many jokes to people. And he says to me, I get there and he says, now has anyone told you? And I go, here we go. Here we go. And it's all good. This is the life that I lead. Here we go. And he says, has anyone told you something you don't know before? And I said, it was one of those sentences that it felt like, oh, oh, okay. So <laughs> this is not, okay. Somebody, whoops, somebody stole my brain. I, I, I'm just... What's going on? I'm looking for my brain. Because here's the thing. That sentence is one of those things that like when you, you know, when you look at those paintings with the artists and they do like, they do paintings of like somebody with two sets of eyes and you're like, are there, <laughs> you know, is there one? Or what if it's just, it's like a thing. Like if you look up an artist who puts two sets of eyes, like one right on top of each other, it's like a, a fucking, some artist does that. And you look at them and you're just like, is it? And you know there's four eyes, but you're still like, there's two, wait, it's, my, my mind is just, or like, they'll have like, does this shape fit in this thing or this thing? And you're like, well, that one's way smaller, but it fits in both. And you're like, but how does, what is it? And it's, it's like an optical illusion, but for four words, he did it. He did an, this motherfucker did an optical illusion with words, dude. He says, has anyone told you something you don't know before? And at first I think, well, uh, yeah, because all that would be is like, hey, you know, flounders have two eyes on only one side of their body and no eyes on the other. Oh, that's something I didn't know before somebody told me that or I read it. So yes, but then I think. But the only answer to that is yes, because no matter who you are, somebody's told you something you don't know before. So it can't be what he means, right? Unless somebody stole my brain and I just can't figure it out. So instead, I feel like I, I realize the only thing that I can possibly say to this man is what? Because then, surely, he'll clear it up. So he says to me, has anyone told you something you don't know before? And then I quickly assess the situation with the brain that is still in my head. And I hit him with, what? And then he says, has anyone told you something you don't know before? So now, I'm fucked. Because... He doubled down. This is what he meant. But surely he's behind a counter. So he deals with people and deals with things and situations. So he's capable, I guess. And I'm just holding the fucking smart water. And so I say, well, what do you mean? <laughs> and he says, you really resemble Keanu Reeves. And I say, oh, yeah, well, I have heard that before. And he says, yeah. And I said, well, that's not so bad. He's cool. And he says, yeah. Hey, guy, just tell me I look like Keanu Reeves. Has anyone told you something? That's like when my friend walked up to this fucking chick and he, and he meant to say like, Hey, have we met before or something or whatever? And he, instead he wrote, he, he, he walked up to her and said, do you know who I am right now, dude? And we never forgot it, man. Do you know who I am right now? <laughs> Jake, but also I'm always Jake. Um, dude, I went to, into the pool the other day. I feel like, here's the thing, dude. I have an assistant and some, and she uses our pool sometimes, which is fucking radical. I love it because the pool gets used. And uh, she told me that the fucking uh, pool guy was like, oh, there's a shortage on chlorine. And like, whatever, dude, There, there's always a shortage on everything now ever since COVID. And they're making it up half the time, you know? They're making it up. They'll be like, there's a shortage on fucking, there's actually a shortage on c c 
Coca-Cola or fucking water, you know? And you're like, really? Yeah, there's a shortage on cardboard boxes. Ever since you can't get anything. If you want to get... So there's a shortage on chlorine, so I just got to take it because I don't know. What, am I going to pretend I know more about pools than this motherfucker? So I'm like, okay, well, when, when can we get it? And he's like, probably a month or two. I said, can we swim in our pool? And he says, sure, it's fine. It's not a big deal unless you're going to have like a big party and just don't shit in it. And I say, well, you know about the anus thing. Like sometimes just with your anuses, if you got a little diarrhea in it on your anus, sometimes the anus has shit pebbles on it. You can't help it. And then it's just in the pool. What if it's in there? And he goes, well, it's fine, you know. Just don't be shitting in the pool. So I'm like, all right, cool. We won't shit in the pool. But I have a two-year-old. I got to make sure he's not shitting in the pool. And we get fucking, you know, we all get fucked up. But I get in the pool and I get in the pool with Calvin. The next day, boom, I wake up. My uvula is swollen. Yes, dude. Yes. My uvula is swollen. Now, does that sound, for those of you that don't know what a uvula is, does it sound like something that resides in a pussy? Of course it does. Is it? No. It's the back thing in the shit that hangs out from the back of your shit, okay? In the mouth. When you, all the cartoons, when they go, ah, and the camera looks in it, you see that uvula dangling, that little fucking, that, that fucking, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the boxing fucking, the speed bag, that, that little speed bag in the back of your mouth, that's called a uvula. It doesn't reside in a pussy that resides in your mouth. The only time it resides in a pussy, I guess, is when someone's being bored because they have a uvula in their mouth. But anyway, too far. But anyway, so, um, well, this is going to be restricted, this video. But it's all good, my baby. Share it with somebody. Share it with somebody. But that was also medical and science, and this is a uvula. And they do reside where, where I said before, if they didn't catch me the first time, but they resided where they said before, uh, where I said before. So I get out of the pool. The next day I wake up, swollen uvula. Yes, dude. Fuck yeah, man. Woo! And I say to my assistant, great, I got a fucking thing from the algae in my pool. And she's like, she laughs, you know, because she knows me. She's like, you didn't get a fucking thing from the algae in your pool. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just saying, dude, they got a chlorine shortage and the fucking pool guy's being lazy and he can't hook us up with the chlorine shit. It's like it's crack cocaine. We got to find a new guy, a new dealer, and we can't get it in the pool. And uh, she's like, it's fine. So, okay. So a few weeks go by. I get in the pool again, dude. The day before we go to London, I wake up. Fuck yeah, dude. Got a speed bag in the back of my mouth again. Woohoo! Swollen uvula time, baby. Swollen fucking uvula time, dude. This time, it's fat as shit, dude. This time, <laughs> I can lay it flat on the back of my tongue. It looks like Jabba the Hutt, okay? Your boy's got a swollen uvula. It's disgusting, but I go, okay, last time it lasted a day. Let's hope it only lasts a day because then I'm going to be nervous about bringing COVID to fucking, oh, 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 to all the people who fucking, you know, because your boy went to London. I got fucking COVID. I'm spreading COVID all around different angles of fucking Big Ben. You know, I don't want that, right? The next day I wake up, uvula's gone. So she says, and all of a sudden my assistant just says, it's not the pool. I said, well, it's just a coincidence that it happened two times. And she said, look, if it happens four times, then it maybe is your pool. And I was like, what, what the fuck? You're just making some shit up willy-nilly? She's like, four times means that. So I'll let you know. Next two times, if I got a fucking speed back that's just relaxing on the back of my tongue, dude, like Jabba the Hutt, after I get out the pool, because chlorine, there's a chlorine shortage. I don't know. It's like, has anyone told you something that you don't know before? So uh, that's what's been happening in my life. And then I get to the fucking thing and there's a flight delay, dude. And I'm at the flight delay. And dude, check this out. They got, we, I told you we got the straight shot. But so I had a first, the first leg of my shit was, the guy was so helpful, dude. He was super helpful. The first leg of my shit was LA to JFK. And then the second, and that was JetBlue. Mint, we sit back, we relax, we have a good time. We go, we go horizontal. If I can't go horizontal in a flight, I ain't going, all right? Yeah, it costs bags, but dude, <laughs> okay. There's a difference between being uncomfortable when you arrive and fucking being super spry and cool and keeping it nice and in a good mood because you laid horizontal, right? Um, so we get a, uh, all the way to JFK. We land, and then we got aboard an American Airlines flight from JFK to Heathrow. Hello. Okay. Now, we, all the American Airlines, did something happen with their computer, and like overnight, they canceled 12,000 flights in June or July. 
12,000 flights in July. They just canceled them. Got all fucked up. We all had to rebook. So I go to the fucking JetBlue Oopsie Daisy or whatever the fuck the thing is called. Did you look it up, what it's called? JetBlue, how come? JetBlue Oops. JetBlue. Wow, that's what the sign says. Gink, 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 oops. Um, so uh, I get to I get to the thing and he's like, um, okay, so the flight's canceled. Canceled. We're going to miss our connection. So so what do we do? And I'm ready for him. So this is your fault. So what do we do? And he says, oh, God. And I go, great. And he says, we don't have another flight to London for another two days. And I say, well, at that point, we'll just have to come back around immediately. So what are we going to do? And he says, let me look. You know what I can do? You know what? It's a connecting flight. Let me actually see if I can call them to in JFK to hold the flight until you land. And I say, what? And he says, so in some cases, I, I'm able to call and have them hold up a plane if you're not going to make a connection or something like that. And I'm like, is this a famous thing or? He says, sometimes we can do it. And I say, and it's like legal and you guys can actually do this. You've done it before. And he says, oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, airlines are full of shit. Sorry, we can't open the door. You're late. Oh, no, you're full of shit. I just found out, dude, because some really nice gay man behind the fucking JetBlue Oopsie Daisy station told me that you can hold up a fucking flight just because. Oh, sorry, we closed the door. Oh, no, 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 no. Have you ever been to JetBlue Oopsie Daisy in LAX in Terminal 5? No, you haven't talked to the very nice gay man, probably, and ask him to hold up the plane. Open the door. I don't know if you know that they can do that, but they can do that, dude. And then I came back and asked my assistant about it because she used to be a flight attendant. And she said, yes, they can do that. And I go, where's everyone hiding this information, dude? It's bullshit. So I got on the plane. Straight shot. He got us a straight shot. So now we're on the plane. Ten and a half hours. I watch movies. Bro, I'm so excited to watch movies and just do nothing. Lay horizontal and watch fucking movies. Bro, I watch bad movies. Good I watched bad movies, pretty much only bad movies. I saw, what did I see? I saw One Night in Soho, which is Edgar Wright movie. Um, nah, I love Edgar Wright movies. This one wasn't for me. I saw, oh, dude, I saw two other movies. Eternals, which, by the way, I know it bombed, I guess, but I, 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 I like, it's definitely one of the better Marvel movies. And let me tell you another thing, too. That dude, Kumail is my favorite he is my favorite comedic comedic actor he's my favorite comedic actor i want to say he's my favorite actor but i've never seen him do like fucking i like 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 king speech shit i've only seen him be like kind of funny and shit that dude is so funny that dude nails comedy in movies it's he is so good kumail is my favorite comedic actor period that guy is so good in movies i love that motherfucker okay if I see, you know, I'm going to watch any movie he's in now. That's, that's, I'm going to watch it. He's my new fucking, um, Michael Douglas or Lee. You put Michael Douglas in a movie, bro. It could be about Anne Frank and he'll play the lead and I'll watch that shit. You put Liam Neeson in a movie. You put that cock motherfucker in a movie. Your boy will wait till it comes out on DVD and fucking put it in his tray or whatever streaming, you know? I'll get fucking Roku for it. I'll watch every... i seen every Liam Neeson movie, bro. I just watched Blacklight or whatever the hell that movie was. Terrible, dude. They phone it in, dude. They should honestly make a Liam Neeson movie called Phone-In. The Phone-In. And he's just like... He's just running after bad guys and you don't even know what they did because basically that's where they're at already. You don't even know where they did and like... I, they, like, like they, they honestly, they should kidnap the bad guy. Should kidnap somebody, and then he should be like, "I've got to get the girl." And then halfway through, I think he should switch to calling them bank robbers, even though they didn't rob a bank, and like just be like, "We got to get the money back." And then the girl disappears; she's not in it anymore. And then at the end, he gets all the money back and like keeps some for the wife that's dying. Like slides her off some shit to get an operation. And you're and you just don't give a fuck because it's called the phone in. And every other line is, I guess, I don't know. I, d I don't really remember. I didn't listen. I didn't read the script, really. Sure. That's the line. Most of the lines are, sure. Let's get him. Um, and uh, 
So I watched Eternals, and it was f- fucking, you know, the, one of the better Marvel movies. And then um, I watched The Green Knight, dude. Sup? Hey, I watched that movie that Hollywood loved, The Green Knight. Hey. Wow, didn't even mean to. Hey. Didn't even mean to hit the button. Hey, I watched The Green Knight that the fucking Academy lauded. Hey, sup? <laughs> Dude, I saw The Green Knight with that guy, Dev Patel or whatever, from Hereditary, and they fucking put him in it. The guy's fucking, he's playing a white guy. He's Indian. Dude, whatever. Got no problem with that. One equal opportunity for everyone, but saw the movie and got one quest. Sup. Dude, that movie, man. Did you see it? Oh, man, I was halfway through getting mighty pissed off. Just like, sup, sup. I'm watching the movie, sup, dude, sup. I'm watching the movie, I'm like fucking Nicolas Cage in that one scene that he ad definitely ad-libbed in in the fucking movie that was remade by uh, the one that used to be Harvey Keitel, Bad Lieutenant or whatever, and now, now he remade it and it's Nicolas Cage. He walks into the guy and he keeps saying, sup, sup, sup. The guy's trying to do his lines and Nicolas Cage is just like, sup, dude, that's me watching Green Knight because Hollywood, sup. Dude, I... I, I I mean, in the in the movie, dude. All right, so look, I'm watching a movie, and I'm going to get to the London trip. I'll get to it, dude, because, boy, do I have some good shit about that, and this podcast might be extra long, but, dude, I'll get to it. But So I'm watching The Green Knight, dude, and in the beginning, dude, it's King Arthur who's white, and then he's got a nephew that's Indian for some reason or whatever it is. Don't mean to be racist, but I just said I like Kumail, so it's all good, dude. Sup. Now, I'm watching the fucking Green Knight, and... Dev Patel or whatever his fucking name is. Um, that sounds like a, a color in a Crayola box, his name. Mm, ooh, can you get me the Dev Patel? Please, the burnt Dev Patel. And so uh so so I get the fucking uh I, I'm watching the movie and Dev Patel's there and King Arthur is like dying. He's playing somebody who definitely played a James Bond villain. No question, dude. No question this guy played a James Bond villain, whoever the King Arthur guy is. And all he does is talk like this because he's dying or whatever, or British. And uh, Dev Patel comes and it's Christmas and they're all making merry, which is a phrase that fucking went out, which we got to bring back, dude. And um, while they're eating, making merry, um, they're in a circular table and then this fucking green tree giant knight comes in on a fucking green horse with a green axe and a branch. Now I'm like, okay, but I'm like, hey, Hollywood. And alrighty, I'm like, okay, I'm in, dude. I'm in, I'm in, right? You got King Arthur, he's probably a James Bond villain. And then you got an in, like a fucking, not a white nephew. And it's why, but also I'm in, dude. And then a tree guy walks in on a horse that's also green. And I'm like, this, now- this is my kind of motion picture, right? I'm not yet at this, hey, Hollywood, sup level. I'm not there yet, right? So the green giant fucking, the green knight comes in and says, whatever he says, this is the gist of it. He says, you know, because it's all British and shit and it's all, it's almost like they're talking like Shakespeare and I'm just like, I don't even really know what they're saying, but I happen to know because I'm just horizontal in a pod, right? At the fucking jet blue shit. And I'm watching the thing, so. I'm really paying attention. There's nothing else going on. So uh, the Green Knight guy says to the fucking Dev... No, no, he says to King Arthur, one of your men, basically, I... He's... I will... Can we do a game? You know, it's like fucking Saw. He's like, can we play a game? And King Arthur's like, as long as it's fun and it's not... You're not coming for any ill will. And the guy's like, no, I want to... I want to do a game. And so he's like, okay. And he's like... Anyone can, any one of your guys can strike me with their sword. And the only thing I ask, well, however they strike me, I return the favor in 12 months. And it's like, just say a year, but I get it back then. You had to be more descriptive, but okay. But I'm like, 
wow, what a stupid fucking game. And the guy traveled how long to come do this? And he's a tree? So I'm not yet at sup level. I'm not yet asking Hollywood, hey, Hollywood, sup. I'm in, but where's this going, dude? Right? Okay? Where's it going? So King Arthur says, does any one of my men want to partake in this game and make merry? And I'm like, okay. And then Dev Patel jumps in, didn't meet, did, you know, nobody saw this coming because he was like, a, he's like a 20 year old or some shit. And all the men were like, maybe I'll do it. And Dev P- Patel's like, I'll fucking do it. And he comes in and the fucking tree guy just kneels on the fucking ground and Dev Patel's like, you sure you don't want to fight? And the tree guy's like, do your worst. And fucking Dev Patel laps his head off, dude. So now I'm like, I'm in, man. I'm so focused. It's like I took ginkgo fucking biloba in this pod, okay? So I'm watching in the airplane and I'm horizontal watching this shit and I'm just, you know, there's a little bit of turbulence, but I'm watching the Green Knight and I'm like, oh, wow. Wow, this is really fucking interesting. And it's so odd. And I can't believe I'm not asking a Hollywood sup yet. Boom. Hello. Hi, how much longer till we get there? <laughs> so now I'm like, sup with this shit. But the green knight isn't falling down. He's staying on his knees. So I'm like intrigued, you know, and the turbulence lightens up. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. And the green knight gets up with no head. He stands up like it's a chicken. He just stands up like, I don't need a head, like a chicken. When you lop it off and they run around, they're just like, what head? And he picks up his head and the head says, Meet me in 12 months. Ha 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 ha. And he gets on his green horse and rides away. So I'm like, hmm, I guess I'm in. Better not unravel, but I'm in. You wound it so tight. I'm in. Where are we going? So then halfway through the movie, Dev Patel's like, Guess I gotta go. You know what I mean? He's like saying to Arthur, should I go do this game? Do you think he meant it? And Arthur's like, I don't know. It's only for you to find out. And I'm just like, don't go. Your head's gonna get lopped off. He obviously knows magic (laughs) because he walked around and picked up his head and left and went to his green chapel that you gotta meet him at. And so he's like, but it's honorable to go. And Dev Patel's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go. And he goes, dude. And the whole movie is about him going for six days, six nights to try and get to the Green Chapel. And he just meets different people and shit. He meets somebody that robs him. He meets giants that are just walking. And I'm talking about uh, Attack on Titan giants. And he's like, where are you going? And the giant is like, uh-huh, and just keeps walking. And it's just having these scenes around like willy-nilly. And at this point, I'm like, sup? Okay, and I Google it because I got the Wi-Fi. It's free at JetBlue. And I find out it was a fucking poem that was written in the year 1400 or whatever. The f- And I'm like, oh, dude, you're going to make a movie that was written by some jerk off in the year 1400. And it was just a poem taking so much liberty. I started reading the poem. I didn't even know what it meant. It was like. And I'm like, give me a break, dude. And at this point, I'm looking at Hollywood and I'm like, sup. And everyone's pretending to like it because Dev Patel's in it. He's a hot new thing. And I'm like, sup, though, man. And it got nominated for like 20 different awards. And I'm like, sup, though, man. Not just the BAFTA? Sup. No, we don't watch this movie. So that's my review of The Green fucking Night. I give it 10 stops. I listened to so many fucking breakdowns of the movie afterwards, man. It really made me question things. And I know that people's like, well, I don't know, a piece of art, a good piece of art makes you talk about it. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Dude, but still. Stop. Make movies that just make sense or kind of don't make sense. Or if you don't, you better nail it. You better David Lynch that shit, dude.
<sighs> so we got to London. Checked into that Londoner hotel. Londoner. Londoner. Checked in and they were just like, Hi, how's it going? We were like, cool. We liked the hotel. It was nice as shit. And it was pride there, by the way, still, which I didn't, I don't understand. I know there's a fucking time delay or some shit. We were jet lagged and I was like, I don't know. And, uh, but so many just proud gays just walking around, which is great. And, um, we get there and he's like, so that's my stank. And I'm like, great, dude, we travel 11 hours. I had to watch the fucking goddamn green night. And he's just like, uh, let me try and fix it. Could just hang out at the cafe for a second. I'm like, sure, you know, I fucking love cafes. So I guess sat there. He came back. He's like, we fixed it. Don't worry. And that's on us. That we made a mistake. Don't worry. And so we got to the room, and it was nice. And you know, we set up some dinners and shit. And let me tell you something about the food at uh, in London. Now I shit on it before in my podcast plenty of times because food in London, as a general rule, basically sucks. But we went to some restaurants that were like the top notch restaurants, and they were fucking absolutely banging, dude. Like just great, just amazing. And then we, whenever we would be like, oh, let's get, let's pop in here and get something to eat, it was like eating a, a fucking like I might as well have been eating fabric, like. I don't understand if you just go to some restaurant, it's like someone just fucking lowers your jaw and bottoms out inside you. Just like, it's like someone goes, can you sit, um, just, and then let me just, let me just get there. So your nose is right on the bottom of my anus. And then here, lower your, here, I'll just grab your jaw and open it and then just, just in down your and they they ride your face and they're just like here we go all right cool that'll be 25 pounds i mean they just it's like they just shit down your throat and you just take it and you pay for it like whatever their version of sweet greens is forget it just straight down your fucking Whoop, up, 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 up. You're trying to get away there. Whoop, up, up, up. <laughs> up, keep the nose right at the back of my anus. Whoop, up, up, up. And, um, yeah, but the top-notch restaurants, like we went to Cafe Mario. Mario, I say, because I'm from Jersey. It was great. Uh, we went to another place called Hi- uh, Above at Hyde, which they were like, do you want this five-course meal or the seven-course? There's only two things you can order. They were like, do you want the five-course meal or the seven course meal. And I'm like, well, you're going to fucking ask this in front of my girl? Do I, I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> Slide me a note. Girl, dude. I can eat what you say. So I'm going to take, I'm going to bitch out. <laughs> I'm going to do the, <laughs> you can ask that's a little disrespect. I mean, yeah, she's a fucking Prada outfit. Like, how am I going <laughs> to, five? Like, are you. Do you have a nine-course meal? I want that one. Give me the seven-course meal twice. I want 14 courses. So I say seven, and I say it with that, because I'm like, dude, you're not going to, this is in front of my girl. Seven. She says, okay, here we go. Hope you're ready. The shit that they fucking, first of all, dude, one thing was like an egg with yolk in it, I guess, and another thing was like a bar of soap. And one thing was a fucking piece of ice cream on an on an ice cube and it was just like and it was good but also relax you know these fucking restaurants but it's about an experience it's about a culinary experience yeah well make it experience fucking really nice from my mouth and my wallet how about and i don't need to be like oh visual the visual shit give me the food you know but it was all about what it was about it was a beautiful time and you know we laughed and, uh, so yeah, we had the seven course meal at above at Hyde and, uh, we did, um, what else did we do? The fucking God, I, oh, I the night it, it's, I mean, the jet lag shit is unbelievable. Like 
it was like we landed and it was a different time and then we didn't know jet lag. Uh, I don't know how much of it is actual jet lag because you were in the air and those, you know, because being jet lag is not about the time difference. It's about being up in the air and being, if you look it up, if you Google it, I mean, someone will explain it way better than I can, but um, there was that. And then also the time difference. So I don't know how much of it was the sleep difference or how much of it was the fucking jet lag. The, ac- the actual jet lag. God, it's so hot in here. Um, but... uh. I finally would like fall asleep and then like when I would wake up in the middle of the night, it wouldn't be like regular waking up like what? It would be like bing like that. I would do two and I would look and I would be, I was asleep for sleep for two hours and I'm like, should I get up or not even knowing what time it is. But the worst part about the fucking thing was like the bathroom that they had was just, it was one of those bathrooms that was like way too nice that it was annoying. Like the toilet, like the second you walk into the bathroom, the toilet goes, and like sometimes you go to the bathroom not to even use the toilet. Sometimes you want to brush your teeth or wash your hands or just take a break. So that's fine when you walk in the bathroom because you're already awake because it goes, but then you can't close the top uh, without forcing it. So you'd leave it and then you'd go back in bed and like, like two minutes later, it would go and you're like, I'm already fucking asleep again. And then it would, would like refresh two minutes even later than that. And it was like, dude, have a toilet, be a toilet. That's one of those inventions. That's just fine. I don't need an extra apparatus that comes out and sprays my asshole. I understand that bidets are beautiful, but dude, you can keep that shit. I just want to take dumps and roll out. I just want to take dumps and roll out. Transformers. More dumps than meets the eye. Autobots and Decepticons. And more than meets the eye. Um, yeah. So, honestly, don't work on any toilets anymore, ever, toilet companies, until you can create something where you don't have to get up to go. You can just, like, poop in the bed, and then it just goes away, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Thanks, Kohler. You just go, where is it? Kohler. That's the commercial. Baby, I love you so much. Just in bed, post-coital. Oh, I love you too. Hey, where'd it go? Kohler. Hey, it's not wet. Kohler. Um, we did uh, the London Eye, which is whatever. You don't have to go do that. It's just, you know, it's one of those things like in the 80s or 90s, it was cool. But like now it's like, there's so many pictures on Google. It's like, I, views aren't the thing to me. Like views. Views are beautiful, but like how long you stay looking at a view? Three, four seconds? And then you could be like, all right, I, I saw it, I was here, I did it, and then I could go look at it online if I want to, right? So we were at the London Eye, which is a circular Ferris wheel that goes way too slow, and I know that's the point, but also make it go faster. I get the idea by four minutes in, and it lasts 30 minutes, dude, and she didn't tell me until I got in and they closed the door on the fucking pod. And I'm like, oh, 30? I haven't had coffee yet. There's a whole episode of Seinfeld with the commercials. So we did it. And it was nice. It was romantic. And, you know, she kept saying, where's fucking Buckingham Palace? And I was like, right there. And she was like, where? There. And she was like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, halfway through, she's like, oh, there's Buckingham Palace. And I was like, am I not here? Oh, I'm not here. Been pointing to it. I said, it's beyond the fucking shitty lake. Um. But it was beautiful, and we had a nice time. And she drank out of a, a cup with a straw, and the cup had tits on it. So I was, it's, it's all good, dude. Got a picture of it. British people think that's fucking hilarious, I guess. I don't know. Oh, the fucking highlight of the trip, dude, which I forgot. I, I couldn't even, I, the highlight of the fucking trip. Dude, this is the highlight of the trip, okay? Kristen is like, I got tickets to see a play. And I said, which, which, what play? And she says, 
Harry Potter. Of course she says Harry Potter because she's her and she loves Harry Potter and she loves every movie that's magical. Fantastic Beasts, seen it. Harry Potter, seen it. Fucking anything with wizards or people who are shorter than normal or bigger than normal, seen it. Like Lord of the Rings, all that shit, seen it, right? I think she tried to like tell me she didn't see Lord of the Rings the other day and I was like, I'm not buying that. And um, if there's too much green and brown in a movie and guys with beards, she's seen it, dude, right? And um, and if there's ever a movie where a guy's like, to live is to, and if that's how the sentence starts, she's seen it, right? So she's like, I got tickets to Harry Potter. And I said, oh, okay, cool. Well, we'll go see it because, you know, I'll fucking, I want to do that with you. And And she says, looking at her phone the, the day before the play and she's like oh oh huh why did the, i buy four tickets to harry potter and i say well i don't know you're you're dealing with it why did you buy four tickets to harry potter and she says what and i was like when are you going to let me in on this because i don't know what's going on but you're speaking out loud and she was like oh i guess it's two parts the play and i'm like these fucking play like i'm like if you know me, I'm Mr. Watch it on a home screen, right? I'm like, oh, they owe plays, but are we in the 1600s? Do you know what I mean? Are we in 1910? Like, we got small boxes in our TV. You get up close and personal with these motherfuckers. You see close-ups? I watched the movie Ambulance. They got close-ups where you only see the dude's nose and eyes. Like, we can see the, what the dude is feeling. So why would I go see a play, dude? Right? It's 2022. So... You're going to make me sit through two parts in a day? Like, and dude, so she's like, well, the first one is at two and the second one is at seven. And I'm like, how fucking long is it? She's like five hours, but we can't see the first one because we got to go do the shit of the London. I already booked it. And I said, she said, do you just want to see the second half? And I was like, we're not going to know what's going on. And then I'm like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter because JK Rowling's just made this shit up anyway. So I'm like, whatever. And she's like, but you know, I also got tickets to see To Kill a Mockingbird. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. These two plays are like the most playiest play shits that you could possibly see. And we're going to see British versions of this shit? It takes place down south? And she's like, would you rather see To Kill a Mockingbird or just part two of Harry Potter? And I'm like, for fuck's sake, dude, I'd rather see Harry Potter, but not the second part. So I guess we're going to have to see To Kill a Mockingbird and I'm going to have to put on my game face and pretend like I like plays. Fuck it. Maybe it'll be better than I thought. I went in with, you know what I went in with? An open mind. So I remember when I said, you know, I tried to read the book when I was a kid in high school and it was just, you know, that's just like, why are you trying to make high schoolers read that fucking book? And then we tried to watch a movie and I'm like, it's in black and white. And I'm like, I'm not, it's just not for me. I've seen The Rock, right? So I sit down in the, theater's beautiful. I mean, it's really small and intimate and nice. And we got great seats. She got great seats. So she canceled the Harry Potter seats and we got great seats to this To Kill a Mockingbird play. And I'm like, all right, you know what? They're impressing me with the fucking niceness of the theater. And the theater was probably built in the year four. So, and it's still up kept, right? Like, and there's so much gold and it's got a big wooden set in the front, like right in the front, there's like this big wooden wall. And Kristen's like, is that there usually or do you think? And I'm like, it's not there usually. It's fucking the set. It's going to rise. Uh, all right. And then we're going to see the other, the more set that they have. And the, the play did the thing that this is the most like fucking pretentious shit that a play does is r- right away. Right. This is so, this is how you know you're in for a fucking Banger of a play that no bones about it, just pretense city play. When a guy walks out before the wall rises and 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 like grabs a guitar and like starts playing, and I'm like, oh, just start. When's it start? When the guy walks out or or after the guy? Is this part of it or what? Start it when it starts, right? Is this going to be one of those plays where guys in the audience come from the back with lanterns and they're like, we're looking for him? And you're like, he's over there beyond us. Why are you with us? Did you pay $150 for a goddamn ticket? Go up there, dude. That's where you rehearse. Go near the guy with the fucking guitar that just literally sits there for five hours and plays the guitar sometimes for background music. I'm like, talk about it. What did you get paid? 40 pounds? 
And so the play starts and I find myself judging, you know, I'm in the biz, right? Okay, cool. I get it. I'm in it. I've got acting in me corner, you know what I mean, right? But I'm judging, but I don't want to judge. I catch myself judging right away. And I'm like, all right, you know what, dude? Stop. Just relax. You're in a fucking building that was built in the year 11, right? Just chill. This is beautiful. It's ornate as shit. These actors, this is their job. They've rehearsed for this shit. And it's written by Aaron Sorkin. So I'm like, all right, we know his shit. He did like the morning show or newsroom or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, all right, I'll sit down and I'll watch his shit. And I, I just, I, I remember I walked in with an open mind. So I had to catch myself. Okay. Open minded up. Let's keep your mind open to shit. So I'm watching the thing and it's about this dude, Atticus Finch, that like is a lawyer and he wants to like help this you know, the whole thing's about race. I don't know how much you know about To Kill a Mockingbird, but I guess you should or whatever. People consider it your culture if you know what To Kill a Mockingbird is. And uh, it's about a black dude that gets on trial for raping this nine, uh, this 19-year-old uh, woman in, 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 in this play. And um, the uh, dad did it. The, the, it the inc- it's incest. The, the dad did it of the woman. And he's trying to blame this black dude for it. And it took, took, takes place in like 19, whatever it is, 50, 40, 20. I have no fucking idea. But the clothes looked 40-ish, 1940-ish, 50-ish, 1950-ish. I don't know. Uh, or whatever. The, it was after the slaves. Whatever the fuck. I don't know. I don't know history, dude. And um, don't come here for history. You come here for the hard-hitting facts of today. And so I'm like sitting watching this thing. And it's all about race and the racial tension in the thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I get why they rewrote this for, I get it. I get why David, uh, not David Mamet, uh, Aaron Sorkin wanted to, I get, you know, and I catch myself thinking, oh, I, yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it is. Yes. I, I know what you're doing. You're hitting me over the head with it, but okay. I acquiesce. Yes. It is also still relevant today. This, okay, you got me, dude. You got me, right? I started judging, but now with an open mind, I'm sitting here. Okay, I've got great seats. I'm enveloped. All right, I succumb. Hey, guys, I give up. Yes, it's unfortunate, but it's still relevant today. Okay, you win. Now that's, 35 or 45 or seven hours, I have no idea about time, in this play. I succumb to it, all right? And Atticus just wants to do good, right? He wants to respect people above all. He wants to respect people no matter what their race. He even wants to respect the dad who did this shit because he doesn't want to judge Anyone, because he can't, what he says, crawl around inside of their skin. Now, we've all been guilty of that, judging people. And it's what I was doing when I sat down in this theater that was built in the year 14. And... His kids are mad at him. Atticus's kids, Scout and Finch, are mad at him because he's not fighting. He's not physically fighting. He's not yelling. Why respect these motherfuckers if they're racist? Why respect these people if they want us dead? And... We do the intermission. Now, there are parts of the play where I'm getting emotional, but I'm keeping it at bay, right? The intermission happens. Of course, Kristen has to go to the bathroom because she's a woman and their bladders are the size of a dime. And she comes back with ice cream some fucking how. They weren't even serving it. And it starts again, the second half of the play. And I'm watching the play. 
And this play is now in the trial of it, right? In the thick of it, the second act. And the whole play, a lot of it takes place in the courtroom, right? And the jury is in the back of the room, like the back, like the furthest point from us we're watching. And I'm as somebody who's done plays and TV and as acting in his corner, right? I'm wondering why the director decided to put the jury in the back furthest part of the room, because that means that the lawyers will be talking to the jury and we will be looking at their backs most of the time when they're talking to the jury. And I found that I thought interesting and I thought I judged it wrong. I thought that's wrong. Why would they do that? Why wouldn't they make us a part of the jury? We would seem like we should be more involved in this scene and all these scenes and in this play. I think it would be better. That's me judging. And there's a part where Atticus Finch needs to give his closing arguments. And he was up all night writing his closing arguments. And in the beginning of the play, there's a scene where Atticus says to his client, what they're going to ask you why you went in to help this 19-year-old white girl with her chores. What are you going to say? And the accused says, well, I went in because I felt sorry for her. And Atticus Finch says, never say that. That is the worst thing you could possibly say. Say she looked like she needed a hand. So later on in the courtroom scene, and one of them, when the prosecutor is grilling this man, the accused, and he says, why would you go in and have and help a 19-year-old white girl with her chores when she has seven brothers and sisters. And he says, I wanted to help her. Uh, I wanted to give her, she looked like she needed a hand, just what Atticus said. And he says, oh, come on, why would you do this? And he keeps grilling him. He says, I wanted to give her a hand. She looked like she needed a hand. And he keeps asking. And Atticus Fitch is like, objection, he's asked five times now. And then the prosecutor says, why would you do this? And then the accused says, because I felt sorry for her. And Boom. Just like that, as an audience, we know they lost the case, right? We know, oh shit, why is that bad? We may or may not know, but we know that he was instructed not to do it and he did it. And now it looked like they were winning the case, but all bets are off. So Atticus Finch, before his closing arguments, decide to rewrite his closing arguments. He was up all night. You know, Scout Finch's daughter tells us, this is the audience, you know, hey, he was up all night and he couldn't figure it out. And right before he gives his closing arguments, he's looking at his paper and he fucking rips it up. So now, I'm like, sup? Right? But in a different way. Not in the same way as I saw the Green Knight and I was like, this trite Hollywood piece of shit sucks. So sup, what you do in Hollywood? I'm like in Britain watching this play and I came in with kind of an open mind that started closing again and then checked myself and opened it a little bit more. And now I'm like, oh, he ripped up the paper that he rewrote all night last night because he wants to get this accused not guilty because that's truly the truth. And so now I'm like, well, sup? And I'm involved. And so he rips up the paper and he talks to the jury and he's talking to the jury. And his whole thing is he's saying like, you know what? Yada, yada, you know, about, uh, I was going to say this and I was going to say that. And the truth is times are changing and this, we can start to change if you make him not guilty because we know he didn't do this and we know who did. And he starts going on about how the world needs to change. Okay. And he's yelling at this jury. And this is like the first time Atticus Finch, you really see him kind of like yelling because he's a calm person the character and he's yelling at the or at the uh 
jury and his back is to us. And I'm still thinking, what the fuck? And he starts talking about how the world is this certain way. And he starts walking around and now he walks all the way around to the front of the stage and he's still looking at the jury. So he's very close to us and he turns around to us as he's talking and he says, now I'm already, the emotions are right behind the face, right? And he says to, as he turns around, the first thing he says is, we can't keep living like this. If we keep living like this and tearing each other apart, we won't be able to survive. And I'm like, this is, I, I literally sink in my seat because I think, oh fuck, I'm not just going to let tears out. I'm actually going to whimper. Because I'm like, he's talking to us, but also he's talking to me. And I'm like, is this even the actor or is this the character or is this the, is this just the guy? This could be me saying this dude. And when I tell you I whimpered because I had to keep the, I go, Like, I'm not fucking with you. I go, like, like the biggest bitch in London. And he starts saying, when the mob comes after you and you're, and, and it's unjust and, and I'm, I'm a squeaky door in London, dude. And then he turns back around and starts talking about and I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God, dude. I was going to cry so uh, I was going to have to grab onto the stranger next to me and just be like, is it okay? And he starts talking to the jury and now he's at the jury and he turns back to us from the back and he's saying to us, you know, I told him not to say he felt sorry for her. I told him to say he wanted to help her because uh, she looked like she could use the help. And in that moment, you talk about breaking and the prosecutor was trying to break him and trying to make him forget who he was. He says, that's what I thought, that he was going to forget who he was, but he didn't forget who he was. He remembered. And I was like, Oh, word! And the tears just went fucking. Dude, out of the cosmos. Oh, he didn't forget. He did the exact opposite. He remembered. Are you fucking shitting me? Walls down. Dude, I am affected. I walked out of that play. And when I tell you I waited at the side door for the actors to come out to tell them thank you, I don't mean I waited for a few minutes. I mean, I waited till they all came out. Dude, I stayed crying the night, dude. Oh, I walked out of that theater and I walked in, in a judgmental place and left and actually thought, you know what? If we all just tried a little harder, maybe we can change the world. That's what I actually thought like a bitch. I mean, dude, if I was, I, bro, I'm a play guy. I saw that shit and that shit really affected me.
I mean, dude, I get it. If I was a dictator in a country and that play came out and I was trying to control the citizens, oh, dude, that would get banned immediately. I would take one look at that play. And we ha- when he said well, he didn't forget who he was, he remembered. I would stand up and I would say, execute some all. There would be no more art. I'm different now. I'm going to more plays, dude. I mean, I actually couldn't fucking believe how good that play was. And it was the highlight of the trip, dude. I whimpered. Tears came out like a fucking Japanimation cartoon. I mean, dude, I cried like Lucy and Snoopy, you know? Mouth all open, tears fucking shooting out. And uh, it gave me like this new outlook on life. I don't know if it's even for a little bit or what, but like, dude, it made me think like, fuck, man. We should all be a little bit more like Atticus Finch. And then afterwards, Kristen was like, we should, if when we have another baby, we should name, the middle name should be Atticus. And this was an intermission. I'm like, let's see how the rest of the play goes, you know? And then at the end, dude, with tears in my face, I was just like, Atticus it is. Um, yeah, dude, it was amazing. So if you're in London, you gotta go see that play, mate. I'm not even fucking around, huh? Hats off to Rafe. Spall, I think his name is, the most British name ever. And then the young actor in it is great. The guy who played Jem and the girl who played Scout. And just the fucking, the lady in it, the the housekeeper in it was amazing. Damn, she was amazing, dude. It was so good. Uh, so I'm a play guy now, dude. Uh, well, that's it, man. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, we had a great time here. And by we, I mean me. But... um. God, that play. I almost forgot to talk about it, man. Uh, August 26th, I'll be in Dallas. Wichita, I'll be there afterwards, August 27th. Atlanta, Georgia, Washington, D.C., Stockton, California, Oakland, California, and a bunch of others. Crystalia.com. I got Denver and Boston and Albany. Go check it out. Crystalia.com. And also... uh. All I got to do, actually, uh, you know, subscribe to the channel and send it to somebody, dude, because they're making you fucking sign in to watch our videos now. And so send this to somebody. This is a a good episode, you know, to get them involved in. Hey, guys, that was it for YouTube. Uh, If you want to listen to the rest of the podcast or watch the rest of the podcast, go on over to our Patreon where you can watch the extended uncut version of this episode. Uh, patreon.com slash crystalia there's also an extra episode a month and there's like 15 on there now that you can go back and binge like breaking bad and there is also uh what do you call it uh, another uh show that we do there on my patreon called uh review mode where i review different things and uh just a bunch of extra footage and all that and there's a community there we have a discord where we talk and all that stuff so thanks guys patreon.com slash crystalia check it out I, 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 I.